A store bans customers for paying with bra money. A man snuck into a farm to make sweet love to a horse. And a child care business suggests parents should ask for permission when changing diapers. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian in Los Angeles. I'm Jonesy. Thank you for joining me. It's Thursday. It's almost the weekend. Wee! Let's have a laugh. A store bans customers from paying with cash that was stashed in their bras during the heat wave. As temperatures soar beyond 30 degrees Celsius, yes, let me translate that into Fahrenheit for the rest of us. I have no idea. Moving on. Across parts of the UK, it's the extreme heat alert. The sweltering heat has prompted one Dublin business to put an unexpected rule in place for certain customers. All right. Because it seems as though shoppers are getting rid of bags and using their bras as money-carrying tools. This isn't anything new. Women have been using bras to keep their money, their phone, credit cards, their drugs, you name it, for a long, long time. I saw a woman shoving her iced coffee down there, just holding on to it with the cleave. Um, just kidding, i never seen that, but I'd love to. Uh, okay, so this payment method has become too much for one salesman. Who, who can't stand this? Somebody's tired of watching women reach down their chest shirts to pay for stuff pulling out that sticky, sweaty money, <laughs> but at least it smells nice most of the time. Now, this guy named Michael Flynn is the owner of Mattress Mick, and he went on social media to announce that his betting shop will no longer be accepting cash that has been stashed away in a bra. The post explicitly reads on Facebook, in all caps, no bra money, no bra money. This guy, Michael Flynn, has invented a new term, bra money. I didn't know bra money existed. Bra money, I've been accepting bra money for a long, long time. I got no problem with it. Then again, I don't own a mattress store. How many people are buying mattresses with cash, though, I'm wondering? I mean, this is usually a credit card transaction. You get a lot of people whipping out bra money to buy beds, Michael Flynn? Is that what's going on over there? People in Ireland pay cash for their beds. What do your beds cost? A hundred bucks? I mean, no one can buy a bed for under a grand here, and you don't use cash typically. I got a lot of questions here. I really want to know what he has against bra money in general. Let's see what he says about it. Is it dirty? Is it coated in COVID? I want to know. Maybe he has some science that I'm unaware of. Maybe you can catch, I don't know, some sort of bra, some sort of titty fungus from the bra money. <laughs> titty fungus? <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, when there's a heat wave, that titty fungus really proliferates. <laughs> it spreads onto your money or whatever you put in there. One man got it on his chin. Mm, lucky guy. Okay, here's more of Michael's quote on Facebook. I'm going to try to do an Irish accent. Uh, Due to soaring heat wave across Dublin and ongoing safe trading with social distancing, we we would urge all customers not to pay us from their bras and keep your euro notes in your purse or handbag at all times. I think that was pretty good, right, for an American? Uh, he's urging people to keep the money in their bras. Yeah. Or use a purse or handbag. Uh, well, I guess, I don't know, is it too hot to use a carry around a handbag? It shouldn't be a big problem. I don't know. I'm used to seeing women putting things in their bras when they're going somewhere like a concert or, you know, a festival or something where you just really, where it's impractical to carry a handbag or a purse. 
if you're going in to buy a bed or a mattress or whatever, it's pretty, I mean, you should probably bring a handbag in. I'm still, I'm still okay with bra money though in general. Just want to let you guys know my stance on that. Um, there's more quotes from this. I'm not getting any more information, though. It says, due to increasing temperatures for our own personal safety, we will not be accepting bra money. Sorry for any inconvenience. What is the personal safety of accepting the bra money, though? He doesn't say. Uh, I mean, what, what are you exactly afraid of? Is it just gross in general? I suppose it is to some people. And it seems that some others are confused as well. Here's a post from one guy on social media. Are you serious, you clown? You don't want to make money at all? He said, another person mocked the salesman. Personal safety? That's hilariously ridiculous. What do you think the Euro notes are going to do to you, LOL? Jump up and bite you on the neck. They aren't going to attack you. Chill. Yeah, well, there's something up with them that this guy is, you know, concerned. I don't know. I'd love to get a glimpse into his mind on this. What do you guys think is going on here? What do you think this man's afraid of? What can you catch? Should I be Googling? Uh, the dangers of bra money. Just for the record, I'm okay with bra money. And while we're on it, I'm also okay with thong money. Fine with that as well. A man snuck into a farm in Massachusetts and had sex with a horse. I just want to do this for the Boston accent. Not because I support horse sex in any way. Uh, police in Norfolk, Mass. are looking to identify... A fella that they say had sex with a horse at a farm early Thursday morning, about 4 a.m. that morning, because that's, you know, that's when it's time. That's when the horse is ready. <laughs> so a security camera at the Turner Hill Equestrian Stables show a man in the horse stables. The man appeared to use grain as a lure. One of the horses came out of its pen. The man had allegedly turned off all the stable's security cameras, minus one, which caught the act. Here's a quote from Hillary Swar, S-W-A-R-R, which is a perfect name if you're living in the Boston area. Hillary Swar, the owner of the farm, told the newspaper, the newspaper, <laughs> that's how my mother says it too, the newspaper, did you get the paper? <laughs> picture, my mother says, take a picture. Okay, here's a quote from Hillary. She called the guy a sexual predator. Predator! To have someone break into your barn, pick out a horse like it's a lady lover, pull her out and maneuver yourself in such a manner for self-gratification is beyond me. Well, she's very articulate. Articulate is a good word to say in a Boston accent. Yeah, I agree with Hillary here. Um, this, is a, this is a sexual predator. This is a terrible individual. The horse was not injured in the incident. Thank goodness. Uh, but usually if you have sex with a horse, you're getting injured, not the horse, I'd imagine. Uh, authorities investigated the animal, animal similarly the way they would for a human sexual assault, according to the report. Really? Okay. I guess, uh, I guess that's what you do, right? Similar parts, kind of, just a lot bigger. Just a lot, uh, very much bigger. Now, the police department's spokesperson said... Oh, yeah, this guy was familiar with horses for sure. The way he was able to put the reins on the horses shows that he knew what he was doing. He knew. My guess is he's been manipulating a lot of horses in the area, having sex with tons of them, romancing them. This guy's a horse freak at the end of the day. Now, Soir has since warned other area horse farms about what happened. 
the man could face some charges. Could face, yeah, should face. Should face our charges. Charges include sexual contact with an animal and trespassing with the possibility of others. Uh, those who know something about this horse gratification incident should call the Norfolk police at 508-528-3206. Oh, that 508 area code. I haven't seen that one in a while. That was my area code way back in the day before they changed it to 978. You guys want my home phone number from uh, 1995? <laughs> I should totally give that out and see what happens. A child care business suggests parents should ask for permission before changing diapers. An Australian child care chain has suggested that the parents should always ask the child before changing their toddler's nappies to ensure respectful changes. The advice was issued by a place called Only About Children, which runs more than 75 early learning centers across Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane. It encourages parents to put themselves in their child's shoes and ask, if you were a baby, how would you like to have your nappy changed? (laughs) Okay. The most significant thing about a nappy change is not the new nappy. It's the good feelings shared between baby and parent. It's the relationship. Ideas for having a respectful nappy change include being open-minded and not interrupting your toddler when they're playing. Not interrupting your toddler. Oh, that's great. Your toddler shits its pants and you're like, well, let her, let her finish the board game. Uh, as if kids play board games anyways. Now just let her finish playing tag with the other kids in her shitty diaper. Like, are you okay? Not interrupting her. This is, I mean, the transfer of power from parents to children is so evident in this article, and it's very alarming to me. It really is. And this is why generations of assholes are all around us, because they they just don't, you know, they have zero respect. They're completely selfish. They have no self-awareness. Everything is me, 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 me. You know, there's a quote I like, uh, you know, where the doctor, where someone says, when someone's being a jerk and you say, hey, the world didn't start when the doctor slapped you on the ass. Well, this is a whole generation that really thinks the world didn't start, didn't begin until they were slapped on the ass. Um, and, and they're just awful human beings. And we need to, like, get away from this. <laughs> we need to teach them a little bit of humility. Um, the, uh, this whole diaper change thing. Well, maybe you guys disagree, but you can you can obviously call the show and tell me what you think about this. Let's get some more information. Okay, they say wait for a gap in their playing time before starting the nappy changing process. Uh, you may wish to give your toddler some autonomy and ask, would you like to walk to the change table or should I carry you? I mean, it depends on the the, the situation, man. Sometimes there's emergencies that you got to just grab them and go. Um, it says also encourage their independence. You may ask them to take off their own nappy or wipe themselves. Yeah, I agree with that. You want to teach them some autonomy with that because eventually they'll be doing it on their own. Uh, giving your toddler your undivided attention is also advised with parents sl- uh, told to slow down the process. Yes, I agree with that. Don't be on your phone while you're doing this. Certainly don't be smoking cigarettes right next to your child's uh, naked body. That would be pretty cool. Um, did I tell you the time I've discovered an early baby photo of myself where I'm laying naked on a bed and right next to my face is a filled to the brim ashtray? That was enlightening. <laughs> I was wondering why I, I had asthma as a child. Oh, there it is. There's the evidence. Um, it says here, toddlers sense your hurry or your distraction and it can make them tense and resistance. Of course, this isn't limited to Australia. In April, a U.S. mother 
went viral on TikTok after sharing how she teaches her baby about consent, which included asking for her son's permission to change his nappy. I think do we need to we should probably define consent. I mean, can we? This is all about context, you know. And in my opinion, this is a a teaching moment between you and your child to teach about context. Yes, in certain context, getting consent for taking off someone's clothing down there and everything else. Of course, in other contexts, uh, you're the parent. Change a diaper that needs to be changed. <laughs> Uh, you know, and by the way, at certain ages, the child can't even respond to you. <laughs> you're going to ask permission? A child under one, you're going to ask permission to change the nappy? I mean, so you're already beginning their life doing this without asking their consent. So now you're going to wait for language to kick in and then shift gears and then ask them for consent as if that's not confusing. Like the whole thing is ridiculous, but I'm not a parent, so I guess I can't say anything about it, right? Because if you're not a parent, apparently no one thinks you're credible to judge parenting in this world, which is bullshit as well. A lot of you are parents, though. What do you think about this? Uh, call my show, 646-450-2012. I purposely chose this article because it, I think we can have a discussion around it. I like that. Call me. No! Sleep till Brooklyn! What up, everybody? Thank you for making it all the way through the episode into the outro, because you know there's going to be some goodies in here, like maybe an old Beastie Boy lyric. <laughs> you know how I do. Uh, shout out to the Beastie Boys. Big time. Love the B-Boys. Did you see that documentary about them? That was, uh, was it Wes Anderson? Wes Anderson did it with them? No, no, it was Spike Jones. Spike Jones Beastie Boy documentary. Uh, where they they kind of um, included some live theater in the documentary. It was kind of like, uh, well, you got to see it. It was very strange. One of the most dynamic documentaries I've ever seen, it, which they should weaving in the live performance, which was really kind of cool. Um, anyway, so let's get back to business here. I, I just want to thank you for joining me as always and supporting the show. I appreciate all of my listeners. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there and you chose mine and, uh, I just want you to know that it doesn't go unnoticed. I'm very appreciative of it. Uh, if you guys would like to help me out, you could share my, my show with someone else. If you enjoy it, maybe somebody who is close to you will also enjoy it. So next time you're in a conversation about podcasts, just uh, suggest Weird AF News. I'd really appreciate that. Word of mouth is the best way to spread anything, I think, in life. So uh, that's where I get most of my suggestions for streaming service, streaming shows and podcasts and books and everything, even food. Uh, yeah, my friends, those closer, close, close to me suggesting things. It's very effective. So please do that for me. I'd appreciate that. If you'd like to support the show with a little cash, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash weird AF news. Not only do you get that good feeling of supporting a daily weird news show that's recorded inside a closet, but you, you also get extra content that's centered around the weird AF world and my life. So that's pretty cool as well. So check that out if you had a moment. Tomorrow's Friday. You know what that means. Florida Friday. We're doing Florida stories from the week. So send me all your Florida links, Florida articles. Uh, my, my address is funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can go on Instagram at funnyjones and send me Florida stories there. I appreciate all of you and have a nice day. Hey, Jonesy, it's Michael calling from Iowa City about a story that you did yesterday about the International Handball Federation in Europe and the Norwegian team being fined 
1,500 euros by the International Handball Federation, something that is totally obscure and unknown to us Americans. Uh, playing handball on the beach seems kind of ridiculous. Volleyball makes sense with the ball in the air, but handball on the sand, that sounds crazy. Well, anyway, this Norwegian team broke the rules because they wore shorts instead of the required, per the rules, fitted low-cut bikini bottoms. And um, you defended their decision by saying it was antiquated rule and that uh, – you know, it was male-centric to get eyes on the sport, probably because, you know, it's probably not very popular and that by requiring these low-cut bikini bottoms, it, you know, more skin means more eyes on the sport, trying to get people to watch it because uh, scantily clad women would get more people to watch the sport. And that is likely true. Um, but this is an absolutely terrible, terrible rule. You know, it sounds something like a bunch of old men put together to uh, make uh, women scantily clad and to uh, get, you know, women to have next to nothing on. Very, very sexist rule. But I 100% support their decision to enforce that rule and to uh, imply that fine upon these women. The rule says that they must wear this clothing, and a rule is a rule, and so it should be imposed. However, the women have the right to protest that rule, to wear the shorts, to wear whatever they want, but it's with the knowledge that they will get fined. But if they make that protest, they can draw attention to their protest through the media and point out what a terrible, sexist, outdated rule this is to get international attention on it because we're here talking about it in America, and they can maybe get that terrible, terrible rule changed. That doesn't take away the fact that it's in the rule book and therefore the the fine is appropriate. So, Nevertheless, the team is going to pay the, the fine so that the women individually don't have to. But through protest, you can make change. However, the fine is... Jones, you rock and roller. Can you imagine all this stuff you're finding, all these arcade, arcade games? I mean, you're blowing all this money. You're better off just buying arcade games or pinball machines. Amazing, man. I mean, people are collecting that kind of stuff. The E.T. game, I remember going to uh, some place that buys used games, and I had the Chuck Norris game, arcade game. And it was I had it open, but I had the box and the, the game, and I think they gave me like 50-something dollars, and I bought it as a, a closeout thing. For ten dollars or something ridiculous, uh, people will pay all this kind of money. I mean, if I had the ET Atari game, I would have never opened that. Of course, I didn't have an Atari game system. I bought the ColecoVision and the uh, them games were better graphics. Oh well, man. Hopefully, you're doing good. Hopefully, all is well with you. Hopefully, you're doing good with your uh, football. 
thing you're getting trying to get together. I hope you get some people to play. I'm uh, just not into that. I love my football, but I'm not into the uh, game thing. I know that being a commissioner is real hard to do, so good luck with all that. All right, man. Good talking to you. Later, buddy.